This week, instead of reading a quote or poem on the theme of our episode, I have chosen one that's been repeating in my mind. A small, needful fact is that Eric Garner worked for some time for the Parks and Rec Horticultural Department, which means perhaps that with his very large hands, perhaps in all likelihood, he put gently into the earth some plants which, most likely, some of them, in all likelihood, continue to grow, continue to do what such plants do, like house and feed small and necessary creatures, like being pleasant to touch and smell, like converting sunlight into food and making it easier for us to breathe. A Small Needful Fact by Ross Gay Welcome to Millennial Mystics, a podcast about modern mysticism and the people making it theirs. Together, we explore all angles of mystical subjects for both beginning and advanced practitioners and bring marginalized voices front and center. Prepare to laugh, learn, and decondition. So grab a pen and your grimoire and let's get going. Before we get into this week's episode, we feel it is important to address the suffering that the Black community is currently enduring and some ways in which we can support them through this continued trauma. Not now and not ever is it time for white, white passing and non-Black people of color to judge the actions of protesters and rioters, nor is it the time to suggest a different course of action, period. Right now is the time to put our privileged bodies between them and the people who systematically oppress them. Now is the time to quietly give our power to them, whether that be through material resource or energy. It's not enough to not be racist. You must be anti-racist. If you're not doing that work, you must start now. Neglecting to do that work makes you an accomplice in perpetuating oppression. Several resources are linked below. We have provided links to organizations supporting listeners in the Black community through health, wellness, and community resource. We have provided links for anti-racist education, as well as links specifically to support the people of Minneapolis. I couldn't agree more, and we would be remiss if we didn't use this platform that we have to really drive home how we can be supportive in the most effective and empowering way for our brothers and sisters at the center of this fight. We would also be remiss if we were to make this all about us. So I'm not going to contribute anymore. I agree completely with what Kaylee said. And I think that she really explained it succinctly and beautifully and fully, and I'm good with that. 
So on a lighter note, we have two readings to give away based on two five-star reviews that we received on iTunes. So the first winner is Anonymousness2012, who wrote, I've always found this topic so interesting, and these really feed my soul in fascination. I can't get enough of the information, and I love learning about all the different topics. So worth a binge listen. Thank you, Anonymousness. Please contact us so we can go ahead and arrange that reading for you. The other winner is Lydia Marie B., who writes, I have to admit I am a bit of a podcast junkie. However, I have never found anything like this. Finally, a witchy show that we can all get down with. They are totally unique in their topics, super knowledgeable, witty, inclusive, and to top it all off, the hosts are so goddamn lovable. I can't wait to continue hanging out with these gals over my morning cup of coffee, a new ritual I've been practicing. All I can say is thank you for bringing the show to us. You're welcome, Lydia Marie B. Both of you guys, please reach out to us, millennialmysticspodcast at gmail.com so we can set up either my money blocks reading or Kaylee's resource realignment session with you. It's going to be so life-changing and I'm really excited to work with you guys. Today's episode is with Kylie Caldwell of the Hello Universe podcast, and Kylie is a really astounding and powerful Akashic Records reader, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear all about this today because the Akashic Records are something that's brand new to me and Kaylee, and we were really excited to bring this to you guys in a way that's fresh for us as well. So on that note, please enjoy and hang in there. All right, so today... Today is about the Akashic Records, and we're both really excited about this because Kaylee and I know nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing about the Akashic (laughs) Records. We are the Jon Snows of the Akashic Records. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to say that I like just anecdotally, I have tried to access them, and every time I try, I like black out after a certain point and don't bring anything back with me. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe our guests can help you with that. So our guest today is Kylie Caldwell. So get excited guys. We're going to be going back between Kylie and Kaylee this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to millennials. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No Katie's in this one though. We just got Kaylee. No. Yeah. (laughs) Or Jessica's, you know, that'll be, that's an eventual, that's going to happen. But yeah, yep. maybe we, I can find a Jessica to partner with and then we can have Jessica and Jessica. Oh. oh my God, that would be funny. Anyway, so this is Kylie Caldwell. She is an Akashic Records reader of, um, it's Akasha Grace is the name of your company. Yeah. So she's here to teach us all about it. And Uh, industrious students that we are, we're just going to like pepper her with questions and learn all we can. I I feel like I know by um, just by like osmosis from following you and stuff that I'm starting to like kind of get an idea of what they are. So I'm going to start with like what I know about the Akashic Records, which is next to nothing. And then I want to hear your take. But before we get into that, I want to know Give us the lowdown. What is your astrological profile? So your sun, moon, and ascendant. Okay. I am a Taurus. So uh, we are in my season. Um, I am a Aries moon. So I get, uh, my emotions are intense. 
<laughs> is what my astrology friends tell me. <laughs> also my husband. Uh, and I'm a Libra rising. So um, I think that uh, from what I understand that that impacts why I'm always, I feel like being a Libra rising and being a people pleaser is like a real one-two punch. I'll just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have Libra in my south node, so I get I get the people pleasing. It's a yeah. real struggle. But that's yeah, a lot yeah. of Venusian energy there between Taurus and Taurus and uh Libra. See, I don't know a ton about astrology. I have one of my dearest friends in the universe, shout out Gina Cadlick, um, who's an astrologer, um, like works for Charlie Nicholas, is a badass Ooh. astrologer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh and I just ask her questions. Actually, I try nice. to be respectful of her knowledge and I just let her explain my chart to me when she's <laughs> just drops knowledge. She's feeling it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So now what's your human design? So I know even less about human design, but I am a generator with a sacral authority. Oh, twinsies with Kaylee. That's right. Oh, Kaylee okay. and Kylie <laughs> generating it up. <laughs> okay, good. You can explain to me what it means because ultimately uh, systems things like astrology and human design both like really confuse me, which is why I'm more of a fit for like just like, like even tarot cards stress me out because there's like this official logic to them. So mm -hmm. I'm good oh. with like the like, airy fairy loosey goosey akashic records and channeling and uh oracle cards that's See, my job. Awesome. structure is definitely my game so maybe this is, this is part yeah. of it yeah so yeah i have lots of um lots of capricorn in my chart so yeah i love structure like <laughs> give me all the structure i have venus in capricorn so i'm also like my love language is like how much is your in your 401k so. <laughs> Uh, I'm also laughing because my whole world is Capricorns. Like Eva, the co-host of my podcast, my son, my husband is like every everything in his chart is Capricorn. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. But yeah. okay. All right. So let's get into it. Right. That's just so everybody knows like pe the right people can relate to you and kind of get an idea of like, you know, are we twinsies or not? Um, so this, so what I know about the Akashic Records very basic. I'm like, it's somehow related to aliens. So in that, in that <laughs> sense, I'm very happy. I love aliens. So that's, I know that, and that's about it. So please fill me in on everything else. <laughs> I'm just like, it's related to aliens. So I'm in. Um. <laughs> Great. Packed this. a bag. We're good to go. Best <laughs> intro ever. Uh, also cracking me up because like five months ago, if I was going to have my name attached to something in public in the world where I was like, and it's attached to alien. You know, I've come a long way, guys. Come yeah. out of the spiritual closet with a reckless abandon. Um, yes. Hard uh, saying. <laughs> and it feels so good out here. Right? It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, Air nice. on your face. <sighs> yeah. Right? Aliens right. holding your hand. Aliens <laughs> holding your hand. So here's something that's funny. Um, the first time I read about the Akashic Records, I remember where I was. And I remember reading a woman's website. And like she was describing what the Akashic Records were. And I remember my thought process, which was, what the fuck? <laughs> Because, like, it just didn't make sense to me. And so 
Um, and I, I mentioned before, like, I'm kind of not into the systems. And so what's interesting, I will, I will explain what they are, but what I love about them is really how I experience reading them for myself and others and mm. how I experience the records. So I will explain like technically on paper what they're understood to be. Um, but in a way I kind of don't care about that, which makes yeah. marketing hard. <laughs> when you don't really care about the specifics of the thing that you do. But um, so technically, so basically what the Akashic Records are is that your soul, you can't destroy energy, right? So everything your soul has ever experienced is remembered and is sort of, there's a vibrational memory of everything your soul has ever experienced. And your soul has been here many, 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 many times. So there's a lot of experiences to go back on. And all of those vibrational, all of those memories is stored in the Akashic Records, which is understood to be in the Pleiadian star cluster, uh, which is where we get to the aliens. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is like, if you look up, they're blue and they're clustered together. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, um, no, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's just kind of like, um, it's like one of those star clusters that you can't really see directly. It's like you have to like look next to them in order to see the stars together. It's something like, mm. it's like a kind of a little cloud. Yeah. Almost so, a little cloud. in the sky. So, so funny thing about the Pleiades actually is that they um, used to be an eye test that you, depending on how many of the Pleiades you could see was how good your vision was. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so cool. That yeah, so is like, fascinating. So I can see none of them. Right. <laughs> My vision is terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, some people could see up to, I think the the highest number that we're usually seen was what, six? Yeah. Mm, okay, that's um, really cool. I think it's seven because they're also sometimes referred to as the seven sisters, which is mm. um, these seven goddesses from mythology. Um, Ooh, which do you know which seven goddesses? Well, they're like referred to as the seven oh, sisters. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. think actually they're gotcha. nymphs that got turned into stars. Yes, yeah. Um, so something the, tragic befell them. So they were chased. They were chased across the sky, and um, they were lifted up into the stars to to um, keep them from being chased any longer. Um, and it is seven, but I think the seventh one was, isn't visible with the naked eye. Ah. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's interesting for me also is that when I was first starting, like, like a little, when I first started to really open up to the more like woo woo side of my spirituality, um, I felt super connected to the seven sisters and to this, this mythology. And like, in particular, this, the oldest one is the sister Maya. And I felt like I would do autumn, I would do automatic writing a lot. And like, I would like channel this like Maya. And then I stumbled upon to the Akashic records. And then I found out that the Akashic records is linked to these seven sisters. So it's wow. just like these really cool moments where like, when you trust and you're open and you believe yourself, like you get affirmation, even though sometimes affirmation comes later. I, I have another cool um, pull for you. So the Pleiades are in the constellation of Taurus. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. It sounds like your soul is remembering something. 
you know, yeah. like I, I, that's, that's way too many, um, that's way too many synchronicities to be accidental. Yeah. 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 And actually a really cool experience I had uh, in November, I took, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old um, and my husband and uh, the four of us went to Sedona for a vacation which was awesome. And one night I took my son out onto the back porch to look up at the stars. And, you know, I live in a pretty densely populated area, so I can see like Venus. Um, and we looked up and I instantly was like, oh, that's the, that's the Pleiadians. That's the Pleiadians. Like I could just, I just instantly knew uh, out of all of the like, you know, bajillions of stars. And that was a very, very wow. cool. Like I just was like, oh, hey, bing. Um, so that was very cool. So like, okay, my question, I have a question. Is, mm-hmm. Are the Akashic Records, like, are they a book? Are they like yeah. a computer system? What are they? Yeah, so people use different metaphors to describe them. Lots of people okay. talk about them as being a library or like Google for your soul. <laughs> um, ah. I will say this. In, in, the way that when I first entered the records, I felt like I was floating in a sea of infinite love. And to me... What really the power of the Akashic Records is that it is connecting to a space of just pure divine love, which is our birthright, which is like the essence of what we're made of. And so when you connect to the records, either personally or if you get a reading, you're just connecting to the essence of who you really are, which is to say divine love. And it just brings this feeling of like deep tranquility and peace in my whole being that's like just so beautiful (laughs) and so deeply nourishing and healing. And so that's where I say like for me, the power of them is in the experiencing. And I think that can get lost if, right? It's the difference between being and our ego, right? So I Mm -hmm. think sometimes when we get really caught up in like you know the specifics of like what exactly is it and how does it work and this and that well which I totally understand why those questions are fascinating but I think it can actually detract from what the actual experience of being in the records is if Mm. that makes sense which is not to describe it the questions but just uh does that make sense yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Well, it's uh, it's also what it is. What it is is the experience. And yeah, yeah. No, that's that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but I don't want to discredit the questions because it's really important. So basically, the idea is you have, and if anyone is curious about more specifics than the way I'm doing this right now, Linda Howe has a bunch of really interesting books about it. But basically, <clears throat> because everything is remembered, you also we all have like these like these teams who look over our soul, right? So our soul incarnates with a purpose, lessons to learn, karmic shit to work out. And then you've got a little team up there of guides and loved ones who are going to help you follow this path that is going to be best suited for your soul's growth and evolution. And so when you tap into your Akashic records, what you're tapping into is like that team of beings and loved ones who are connected to your soul and your soul's highest purpose. Mm. And they're just going to send you this energy of pure love, but also they'll answer some of your questions. Like why the hell do I always get so triggered about work? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's the deal? Why does this make me so upset and stressed out? And what do I do about it? And so that's where people talk about being like the Google of your soul, because you can actually, you know, so many of the times, you know, like I'm thinking of my Oracle cards, like so many of the times, those of us who are like witchy and spiritual, we are working in signs. And the reason for that is because I think everything we experience much deeper like language is just this like thin layer of everything that we have to experience. But the thing that's really friggin' cool about the records is you show up and you get like just much more powerfully concrete answers than I have experienced with other, other tools, if that makes sense. That being said, the important thing for our soul to do is still to learn. So they don't really, like when you go to your records, sometimes people are surprised because they're like, like I did a reading for someone recently that was sort of like, what path should I go on? And the whole answer was like, well, put one foot in front of the other and the path will emerge. Like the like parables that like spiritual teachers always speak in. And we were done and the person was like, I kind of thought they would be more specific. And I was like, Reiki, the answer is Reiki. I could see it. But like that wasn't yeah. the answer that came through like in language. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. Cause that's exactly what I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, that's the answer that I saw, but also not the words that came through because ultimately the important thing, and this is what comes through in the records over and over and over again. The important thing is not what we do, but it's how we do it. So the important thing isn't like, don't make a mistake, make sure you choose the right coach or the job or partner. The important thing is the lessons that we are learning. Mm. You know, like we as humans in a body are really attached to outcome and timeline and not making mistakes, but our soul is really just interested in its in like evolution and expansion and love and really not attached to a timeline about that or the end results or the perfectionism that we carry around with us all the time. Um, so right. yeah. Time isn't real. Time isn't real. Time isn't real. So yeah. That, that makes me I'm still shit at being like, cool, but I want this by June. So yeah. <laughs> like, right. I still yeah. Get really caught up in this, but uh, that well, you is got lots of earth special. energy. So, you know, all that Taurus energy, very attached to the earth. I am. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I think it's funny, like someone like Ashley Wood, if you're interested in the Akashic Records, she's like like kind of the most well-known Akashic Records reader. And she uh, has a cool podcast called The Line Within. And she read my records um, uh, for me as, for the first time, which kind of launched me onto this whole path. And our energy, like the things that we say is very, it will be very similar because she's also like, reads the records all the time but yeah Mm -hmm. I definitely have this like very earthy like energy and she is like all air so she has this air energy as she talks about them and I'm like you know I don't know I'm hitting my table physical yeah 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 it's it's concrete and it's also I feel like it's a a different way of translating like if you have one translator you know uh, translating Pablo Neruda poems you know it's gonna be different than another translator the way that they read the poems and um the the value is also in the translation yes absolutely which is also to say if you're interested in getting a reading done I really recommend taking some time to find someone that you connect with because so the thing about channeling is it's 
it's really a co-creation. So, so I think there's people, I should say, people use the records in a lot of different ways. So you can use them to do healing. Like I know some people that will open the records and then do Reiki, right? So, so they're just this space of like really powerful healing. And so to open the records is just to be in a space of love and healing. And so they can be used in all sorts of different ways. <clears throat> um, I use them as a channel. So I will like open the records and then I just start talking. <laughs> um, and what, and it's not, it's, it's, it's my voice, but it's not, the message is coming through me. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing about being a channel is that you are co-creating, right? Like, it's not like I have to step to the side for the language and the words and the messages to come through, but I'm also making choices, even if they're like nanosecond choices. Like I was reading for someone the other day and something came up about like, like person was like, is there a sign that you give me like to like, let me know I'm on the right path. And what instantly came up for me was rainbows. And I thought to myself, I'm saying that because my son's obsessed with rainbows and all this is, and like, I kind of pushed it back and then it came through really powerfully again. And then I was like, Oh, rainbows. And of course the end, she was like, that was wild about rainbows because they're super meaningful for me. Right. So, so there is, or I'll see like a couple things at once and I have to pick a path because I can't say all the things at once. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is also why spiritual lessons always come for us in like metaphor because at any given moment there's like five layers deep right or 10 layers deep it's never just the immediate top layer for me the way that I use the records um well I'll get to that in a second but what I will say is it's important to find a reader that you resonate with because their energy is part, like you were saying about the translation is perfect. Like their energy informs the reading that you're going to get. It's not just a neutral, oh, I'm opening my Akashic records. It's your records, your energy and your reader's energy all coming together. And so you want to find someone who you click with. Like I had a client recently, super, super cool person, really open and interested, but they wanted something very, very specific, which was different than the way I tend to, the way that I read. And and this is what I do with the records. So we all have these limiting beliefs, like I'm not worthy. I never, I, I suck at money. I'm irresponsible, whatever, pick one. And what I do is I, 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 before I go into the records with clients, we do a little intuitive reading, like I'll pick an Oracle card or two and we'll chat. We'll get some clarity on what this limiting belief is and how it's playing out for them in their life. And then we take that into the records. And so what happens when we take it into the records, as I mentioned, it's this incredibly powerful healing energy. So just by bringing this issue forth to soak it in this infinity of love, it starts to dissolve, right? You're just like like pummeling it with love. So it just starts to be less intense. But then the other piece of it is that you get the message, right? So I channel up this message about what your le- what the lesson is for you to learn, why this limiting belief keeps coming up for you, what you can do to like understand it better and 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 dissolve it. Usually, we do a little healing ritual within the records, um, and then there's often also past life reasons, right? Why this stuff comes up for us. So, so what I do, there are a lot of people who will give you readings that range a lot of different you kind of just show up and, but, but I, I like to be really targeted with people, which is like, what is something that's causing you 
difficulty in your life right now. Let's bring that into the records and bring you some peace and tranquility and let like just let it go because I just think we all carry so much shit with us all the time. All these millions of stories that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves small and small and small and none of it's real. And like, let's just fucking throw it all away. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Amen. Right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what I do in the records. Yeah. So if somebody were to like, like if you want to start reading the Akashic records, what do you do? Like, how do you do that? So I do, so there's a book by Linda Howe um, called How to Read the Akashic Records. Oh, what a uh, good title. Great title. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has another one that's called Healing with the Akashic Records, which is also really beautiful. Um, and her, her, I mean, her purpose in life is like very clearly to like make the records really accessible. Um, and so I would say just start there. Um, I also think when you connect to the Akashic Records, um, through a reading, you're connecting to your own soul. So what's happening is you're strengthening your own intuition or your own, like your own, like inner knowing. And so if you're really drawn to the records and you've tried to enter them yourself a couple times and it hasn't felt the way you wanted it to, I, I usually recommend that people find someone to read for them because it will really help you, right? It's like, someone guides you to the, you know, you follow your aunt to the store. And then after that, you know how to drive to the store. Right. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, so when you, what's the process for accessing Mm. the Akashic records? What do you do? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So, um, there is, um, meditate briefly, uh, then there's a short prayer that you say. Um, I, for a long time, used um, Linda Howe in her book, uh, shares a prayer that's called the Pathway Prayer. And for a long time, I used that prayer. Um, uh, and then you're in the records, and then you close them down. But actually, very recently, like two weeks ago, I had had my own prayer kind of coming through, and it kind of came through like two weeks ago. So now I have my it feels like my very own key. Nice. <laughs> to enter well, the like Aunt, Aunt Linda drove you to the store, yeah. and now you know how to get to the store. Now you have and, your own route to get there. Yeah, well, right. So yeah, it's like Aunt Linda drove me to the store, and then for a long time I went my I went on my own, but I went with, with I followed Aunt Linda's way, and then all of a sudden I woke up one day and I realized like, oh, actually I'm going to go this other way, which is neither better nor worse, but it's my own way to get. Uh, all right which is and what's really cool is that it's my readings have gotten even clearer because it's Mm. like really my own right so um it's just like the the intensity and the clarity has just like dialed up a notch which is really freaking cool oh yeah it's like i mean to keep with the the driving to the store metaphor it's like you picked the most scenic route yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Kaylee's so good with analogies. Mm-hmm. She's just like killing it right now. I love uh, her. I love it. My favorite translator here. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so what, have but, I confused yeah. you guys even more? Because I feel like I, or have I given you clarity? Or are you sitting here more like, I still don't actually understand what this is? No, it kind of, it's just like a big database in the sky. It's kind of like the cloud, guys. It's, like it's the, the cloud. cloud. It's the 
Oh, sorry. I'm like yelling into the mic. Um, <laughs> Screaming at us. Sorry. I'm hyped. You're excited. <laughs> I'm also really tired. So I'm tired and I'm hyped. Um, <laughs> Did you have caffeine? <laughs> no. And that's the problem. Uh. <laughs> so, um, no, it makes sense. Cause it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's just like the, hu- the history of the human race in the clouds. That's yeah. in the cloud. That's it. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But the cloud is like, rather than it being Wi-Fi, the cloud is like way up in the stars somewhere on like and, a non-physical plane. And the cloud like really, really fucking loves you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wish I could get that from Comcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Because mm. fuck Comcast, but keep going. Anyway. <laughs> um, so do you get, is it, I know you were talking about, it's really like a feeling that you have when you get, when you're in there, but like, I'm interested in like the psychic gifts that come along with that. So do you see yeah. visuals or is it more like auditory? Like, is it the guide mm-hmm. speaking to you or do you see yourself opening a book? Like, how does that look for you? I was yeah. going to ask that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> what are you psychic? <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I have, sh- I'm not good with vision and I okay. know it's because of, um, I spent a long time in my life working really hard to not see things. So it shows up in my psychic gifts. So I'm working through that and they're like starting to show up. But um, it's sort of like, like when I go into the records, the site that I have is almost like, like, you know, if you like close your eyes and they're open, just like a little teeny sliver mm-hmm. and you can see like shadowiness. That's like what happens for me site wise. Uh, um, oh. um, uh, so for me, it's all language. I was just squinting like what's she talking about yeah. <laughs> um uh and actually it was funny because someone a client recently was asking about I forget exactly what their question was but it was something about like you know basically they were interested in their own experience with the records and with and what the answer was like remember that everyone's experience in the records is really different and really unique. For example, this channel referring to me as I'm reading this person's record, which is always a little awkward. They, and they've said it kinder than I am going to, but we're like, she can't see for shit. So, <laughs> but, she, uh-huh. but it's all language. So um, again, they're nicer than, than I am. Um, uh, but for, so for me, it's just really, really language oriented, um, which you've probably already gathered. I'm a talker. So like, it's an obvious extension. Um, and so I, for me, it's just like, it's just this knowing of, it's knowing of the words that are going to come. And then the other thing that will happen for me is, um, if what I'm about to say is going to make the person cry, I, I will, I, I mean, I've cried often myself during readings, or I will just like feel the pressure of tears beforehand. So occasionally I'll do like, uh, remote readings for someone where I'll record them and send them to them. And uh, people will write back and be like, oh my God, that made me cry. And I'm always like, I know, because <laughs> I can just feel it before it comes. Um, uh, and um, yeah, which is, which is, uh, feels like a very, very beautiful gift and a real honor. Um, so it's, yeah. So for me, it is all language. It's just this knowing of the language. And 
and then a feeling of the emotions. And the other thing is like, if I'm talking about something that's like really joyous, then I'm like kind of cracking up as I'm sharing the message. So like, I just experienced the like emotions and of the, and mm. that come with through the message. Um, and then the thing about the language that's interesting too, as a channel is, um, you know, that saying, uh, clarity comes from action. And people say that about like, like if you have a dream, like you could just kind of start. I don't know that, but I love it. Right? Yeah, this feels yeah. very on brand for you, Jesse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, like stop overthinking it and start moving. So uh, channeling is a lot like that because if you are just waiting for the message to come fully formed, it's never going to come through. And basically what happens is I get the beginning of a thread and I just start talking. I just start channeling through. And then... Um, and then, like, I just have to have faith that the rest of the message is going to come through. And it always mm. does, but it, I just have to start talking for the message to come. It will, otherwise, I'm just kind of constantly sitting there. And I can, feel, I can feel the energy of what wants to be said, but I don't have the words for it until I, until I start with it. Amazing. That's a, my automatic writing is like that. Like, I, yeah. have to write, I, I write a question. As soon as I start writing the question out... Um, thoughts kind of start bubbling, bubbling up. My channeling kicks in and that's what kind of guides my writing from there on out. So I yeah. kind of get that. Yeah. 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 I used, to, I started with automatic writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So I, I, I was actually going to ask, like, was this your first, is this like your first mode of um, like channeling or psychic gifts or did you experiment with other things before you found the Akashic Records? Okay. So this is what's kind of funny. I after my son turned a year, I had this experience that he's my older kid. I had this experience that was basically like, I have to get my shit together or my whole life is going to pass in a blur. And I had this real surrender around like letting go of some things and making space for other things. And that's kind of what I think of as like the, like this big, I took this big leap in my, and I'd always been spiritually curious. I'd always been like, you know, interested in a version of this stuff um, but I was, it was during that phase, uh, and I remember sitting at my desk writing and just being like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't get it. Like I, I, I feel like there's something going on, but I'm just confused and overwhelmed and I just want some help. And then I did what I always do when I'm confused and overwhelmed, which is that I drove to a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wait, quick question. Are you a Ravenclaw in Harry Potter world? I have such a hard time figuring out which one I am. I don't know. Okay. There's a quiz that's like every Pottermore question ever. I'll yes. send it to you. Um, okay. Oh, it's oh, very intense. Yeah. I but like, so what do you what do you feel like you are? I think I'm a Gryffindor, but I feel like everyone wants to say they're a Gryffindor because like Harry Potter is and Hermione is definitely the cooler. No, it's of okay. But I think I'm, I'm, a I'm a Gryffindor as well. It's yeah. okay. You, yeah. Not a Gryffindor. Not a Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ravenclaw. Big right. like, very hard, very hard Ravenclaw. And like yeah. every single version of a test for it, I'm always very Ravenclaw. I do have a Gryffindor rising, if you will. But like, it's always Ooh, Ravenclaw. A Gryffindor secondary. So Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is what, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to um, have to get the Harry Potter 
sorting yeah. hat chats people on here yeah. but yeah anyway we're we gonna have to add that saying. to the profiling at the beginning of the episode <laughs> we yes. might we might <laughs> yes i fully support that um yeah i'm too like loud and bossy to be a ravenclaw i think um so i have sagittarius moon and rising you can be loud and bossy i like <laughs> just I like to call it leadership skills, okay? <laughs> one of my, okay, side note, but look, one of my favorite childhood stories of Kaylee is that like, because I was very much a do-gooder and she was like the little rebel. Like she was my aunt leading me to the rebel store, okay? <laughs> and <clears throat> one time, so there's this this like sketch road in the middle of like um, Fort Pierce, which is where our school was. And it was like where like everyone sold crack and stuff like that. It was like a bad, a bad street called Avenue D. And on a field trip, somebody had said like, if you yell, like there's a guy who lives on Avenue D and like, if you yell, do what out on there, he'll find you and kill you. And I remember, yeah, because kids are assholes. (laughs) Yeah. And so I heard this and I was fucking terrified. And I told Kaylee about it on the bus and she was like, and she goes, no way. And literally two seconds later, we pass by Avenue D and she yells out, do what? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Kaylee, no. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> but see, I had to, I had to prove that they yeah. were wrong because I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, sorry I, to interrupt I, your story, but that, I feel like that was relevant. Yes. Um, to, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I do forget what I was saying though. Yeah, we were talking about like, did you experiment with other modes? Oh, yes. And you okay, found okay. the Akashic Records. So I do what I do when I am in like need of moral fortitude, which I went to a bookstore. And right. um, uh, I was walking up and down the like new age spirituality shelf. And I had, I saw this book that was like animal signs. Now, I always have felt super, super connected to hawks, uh, in particular, red tail hawks. And I always felt like it was my grandfather, um, who was very loud and bossy um, and, like, charismatic. And I always have felt like it was my grandfather's, like, like just little wink that he was like, I'm here. Like, I love you. And I opened up the book and flipped to the hawk. And I heard in my head you are the hawk. I just got chills. Right? (laughs) Like, you dummy. I mean, again, nicer than this, but like you're outsourced, like you're, 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 you're assuming that the hawk is this side from, from others from outside of you, but like all of the power of the hawk, like you, you are the hawk. And I remember I like, actually, like it felt so powerful. I took a step back and like leaned against the bookshelf behind me. Um, and then I don't even like know how this book ended up in my hand, but the book that basically like fell into my hand was called Opening to Channel. Mm. And I didn't even know what channeling was, but it was like the book that like I, that needed to come home with me. Like, you know that feeling? Oh, yes. And I, and I, I remember sitting down in the corner of Barnes & Noble on the floor and like, usually when I get a spirituality book, I will like read it like painfully slowly. Cause I feel like there's so much on every page. So like, it'll take me a year to read a single book because I'm like reading two pages and then like pausing to absorb it. Right. Um, and, um, 
I read this whole book in like two days and just was like, I couldn't put it down. And I could just feel how important and powerful it was. And also was like, this shit is bananas. <laughs> like these people have all lost their goddamn minds, but I'm turning to the next page. And so I just knew, like, I knew that channeling had to be, and like particularly, because it's, it's particularly a book about channeling where like the kind of channeling I do, because there's lots, I mean, there's lots of kinds of channeling, right? But the kind of channeling where like I speak um, the messages. And so I, I knew that that was part of my kind of spiritual path and like what I'm here to do because in this very early phase of my spiritual reawakening, that was the book that like <laughs> leapt into my purse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had had like, I'd had tarot cards before that. And I had like a rose quartz here and there. Like I did a lot of yoga. Um, yoga is really <laughs> drug. Really. It is. Is. it is. <laughs> really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, and I, and I just felt, I don't even know. It's funny. Like, I mean, the truth is like my soul chose the records. And so mm. I just think it was like only a matter of time until I was like, okay, let's do this thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's so cool. So did you start with reading the records for yourself or did you jump right into reading for others? So um, I, the, I, so I started for myself the first time I just entered my records and was like, I remember asking in the records like, can I just stay here? Because it's oh, just oh, such a great place yeah. to be, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and they were like, you can, but you should probably go back to your real life at some point. Um, and so I read for myself through automatic writing and I just, and very, very early on, I got this message. It was like, make a website, like kind of like a, uh, field of dream style, like, if <laughs> build you, build it and they, it, they you know, come. Yeah. um, turns out it's more than that. It's if you build it and then do the deep inner work to let go of your own baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so then I very quickly reached out because I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing in the world. And, and I was afraid to share it with people because I thought, oh my God, people are going to think I'm nuts, but also like, this is way too cool not to share. So I reached out to my, the aforementioned astrology friend. She was the first person I reached out to. And I was like, Psst, you're, 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 you're like my, you're like cooler than me about this stuff. So you won't think this is weird. <laughs> Can I read your records? And she was like, oh my God, hell yeah. So I read for her. Kaylee and, and I a fami- literally, yeah, this, yeah, this, this is a familiar say. conversation. This yeah, is a very yeah. familiar conversation. Yeah, yeah. I had that conversation with Kaylee and my tarot cards. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Deja this is also the friend that we were sitting at a we were sitting at a uh, at a bar in Somerville, and she was learning how to read tarot cards. And so she like read my cards, and I was like, "This is so cool! Wait, people can just buy tarot cards and learn how to, you know?" So she's been my like, Wait, Somerville, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I was in Somerville for years. Really? Yeah. You probably lived there at the same time. I was there for like a decade. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I miss that place. Now I'm down yeah. in the burbs. But um yeah, yeah. So we were we were in Union Square. I was too. Oh my gosh, we must have been neighbors. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, okay. I lived in I so I lived, I moved in uh during Snowpocalypse. 
<gasps> yes, I I remember riding my flight to Border Square in Snowpocalypse on the oh, regular. God. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I moved in the day before the first storm and didn't actually move most of my stuff in until like six months later. That's terrible. It yeah, um, for those of you who did not live in Boston during snowpocalypse, there was so much snow that literally it was like being in a World War One trench because you'd have the building on one side of you and then the snow was like, six feet taller than your own head and you would just walk through like the tunnel oh it was terrifying it was absolutely terrifying and they so they would do snow removal because it got to the point where like those towers of snow were dangerous yeah and they put them into um like empty lots in the seaport district and they didn't fully melt until july Mm -hmm. yeah i'm from florida <laughs> I mean to be fair, no I am I am also from Florida. No likey. I, I love snow. In... Yeah. But like I was done with snow with that one. <laughs> I'm from Maine. It's too much. It was too yeah, much. It was too much. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah. It was a lot. Um, yeah. So we probably like been in the same hipster coffee shop together. Oh, which one? <laughs> 1369. Okay. Do you like 13- Block 11 was like the one. I mean, it was also the easiest. And then Forge opened up like right behind where I live. Oh, that was a good one. But Curio in in Cambridge, on Cambridge Street, Curio is the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. That was also really good. Oh, they're I waffles. I right next to 1369. So uh, that was yeah. I could walk there. I like one time I was there working and I forgot something that seemed essential to me so I just left all my shit on the desk like on the table in the coffee shop left walked home and then like yeah that's how quick close I was amazing amazing um sorry for this trip down memory lane for literally everyone else who's listening and not no no I needed it am I gonna have to put every single cafe in the show notes yeah maybe maybe (laughs) Kaylee and Kylie's guide to cafes in Boston not even Boston. no like it's one, somerville one oh somerville excuse me yes no we are on the correct side of the river here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and then i reached out to because yoga is the gateway drug i reached out to all the girls from my yoga teacher training and i was like i love you all i also don't know you that well so if you think that i'm a crazy person no real care. love loss <laughs> But also you got to be into this weird shit because we took yoga to train together. So I reached out to a, bu- a bunch of them and was like, hey, can I do this thing? Uh, and then I'm lucky enough to have a mom who's also super into this. So I reached out to my mom. And then I just, from there, kind of just kept like, ju- I just kept, like, I felt the urge to practice. And then I went into my own records. Like, I still go to them all the time. Um, and, um, and I just kept forcing myself to find new people and I was always, I always felt scared the first time I offered it to people, but I just kept finding new people to read for. Um, and, uh, yeah. And like one thing led to the other, but I, it, it felt from the very beginning, I, oh, this is going to say, I got a message like that came through early on about building a website. So I knew that part of the work of reading the records was about like being of service to people. So I just felt like, okay, I have to keep putting myself out here and I have to keep finding people to practice on because like, okay, I'm trusting. Um, And also it's just like really fun. (laughs) Yeah. 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 
So, um, Kaylee, oh, oh, go ahead, No, 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 no. you go ahead. Kaylee, you had shared your own experience with the records before we started recording. Yes. Yes. So I, this was, I've been woo-woo painfully long time. I was probably 15 or 16 when I tried to access and I, I don't remember exactly how I like tried to do it. I believe I read that book too, Mm -hmm. but I can't, I can't remember exactly. It was at this point more than half my life ago. And, um, I, the memory of it that I have is walking up a grassy hill, very, uh, low, like not particularly steep, but an incline. Um, and getting to a set of marble stairs and then black, and then I would come back and it would be like, I would check the clock. It would be a significant amount of time later, but I never brought anything back with me. And I tried, I tried perhaps a dozen times. Mm. Um, and it was always the same thing. How did you feel when you came back? Um, rested and, uh, I don't have a word. It's between open and empty. Mm. Yeah. I like that. That happens to me sometimes a version of that where I will open the records and then fall asleep. (laughs) Mm. Sometimes I even will do it like, but kind of like before I fall asleep, knowing that I'm going to fall asleep. And what I, I feel like in those moments, there's a, and also like, I, I really love opening the records when I'm nursing my daughter to sleep. My husband's always like, why does it take you so long to put her to bed? I'm like, I'm having a moment up there. (laughs) 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 Like if we have to do anything like after if we're planning on like watching a tv show he's like i'll put her to bed because you're gonna live there for 45 minutes I'm like well yeah mm-hmm. um excuse uh, me for trying to reach transcendence yeah, yeah yeah also like my daughter's like such a little baby wish that i'm like she's like an amplifier like i gotta <laughs> could be um, i wonder if she's a reflector have you done her chart no yeah send, is that send is that human design that is mm-hmm. human design she might be a reflector oh yeah i so i i i I could feel when I was pregnant with her, like how intuitive and powerful she was, she is. And then she was born and I learned to open the records when she was like, like I, I'd been reading about them, but I opened the records for the first time when she was like six weeks old. Um, wow. yeah. So she's like, and I, I was, at, I, I've other intuitives have like met her before and been like, well, hello, <laughs> mm. <laughs> my little baby. Um, so, um, but I feel like when, so anyway, sometimes when I'm like, reading my own records, I feel like I go so deep that I don't really remember it. I, it's more of like this feeling, but my kind of understanding in those moments is like the, the thing about the records is we often, because we are kind of unfortunately often ruled by our egos, we attach so much value to like language and, and knowing so we think that the point of being in the records, or we think the point of, I'm not saying you are, I'm just saying like collectively. Uh, I'm not insulted. Being in the, <laughs> 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 of being in the records or 
of um, you know having a reading is the is the knowledge is the like is the knowing is the like the stuff that feeds our ego like oh I was burned at a stake in a past life and that's why x y and z like and that's really powerful to know right and I think you can do a lot of healing from that knowing I know what I brought back anyway no, sorry no way. Yeah, I just realized it I just realized it because it was something that I uh just knew. And I never made the correlation between because it wasn't like I woke up and I knew it was like, it took time to digest it. And then I knew that this is the Holocaust thing that I was telling you about. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you got to share it now because you mentioned it. So we can't leave everyone in the dark. So I have a very, very clear image in my mind of um, experiences in the Holocaust of being a man who died by firing squad. And like, I I have like fairly clear images leading up to that. And, um, it was a lawyer or a judge or, or something like that, like some sort of, you know, servant to the people or what have you. And, uh, made a point to like, be the last one to die so that nobody that I was with had to die alone. And this is like, it's just a thing I know. And it's now occurring to me that that, that period of time was when I realized that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Cause that's what I was going to say is that like, like it's, also, your my soul phones it's just like there's so much interference tonight it's wild that's sorry crazy that's crazy yeah. yeah have you had experience like that jesse where like you just like know something like you go from not knowing to just knowing something like about myself like, or, like just in yeah i mean i have clear cognizance so i like feel like i know shit all the time <laughs> um but i will say for myself i i have an inkling I don't know for sure, but like, I feel very confident that I think, I think some, I think I was persecuted in a past life for, and this came up recently in a meditation. Um, I believe I was persecuted in a past life because I was like a healer, an herbalist, something like that, where it was like, I provided like medical care via like alternative remedies. And because I provided like energetic healing through that, and I believe I was like lived in fear of like constant fear of ever getting found out, ever getting caught. And I was separated. Like I kept myself separated. Like I didn't get married, even though I wanted to, I didn't have children, even though I wanted to, because I was so terrified of being found out. And I felt like if I had gotten arrested or, or like killed I couldn't serve my community anymore. So I basically lived my life very small to keep from getting found out. So that was something that recently came to me in a meditation. And um, yeah, this is the first time I've talked about it. I haven't told anyone yet. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things that's come to to me in in the records is like, basically, if you are listening to this podcast, you were persecuted in a past life. Like, the, like the women in particular, like there's so many women and that's why I don't mean to leave out men, but I think there's a particular like m- movement of like women connecting to their intuition and to their healing abilities. And basically what the message that's coming is like, all of us have been persecuted. All of us carry this past life trauma of like 
being like of our powers putting us in danger mm. and that this is the moment to heal that and to show up and heal the world and there's a huge gift in collectively the energy around people who are realizing oh shit i am so absurdly powerful and i don't need to be carrying all of these stories keeping myself small and in fact the reason that i'm carrying them is because i was i was not safe right in that lifetime you actually weren't safe that's that's a, that fear was real um but like you are now and so you can heal that by stepping up and speaking your truth and sharing your gifts and also like this is our moment the world is being transformed we're coming out of this the other side different than how we went in and the way that we get a world where we have <laughs> like medicare for all is actually literally by showing up and doing the inner work and like knowing how fucking powerful we are because if all of the women in the world or in america or even in like one goddamn state actually knew how powerful they were in a true embodied way we, it just it would make everything would just change we wouldn't mm. even have to force it because it yeah. would just change agreed right. it's like the like the walkouts they did years ago in um what was the norwegian com um was it finland sweden something women did a huge nationwide walkout over like unequal pay yes. and they were forced to change it because like when women walked out, they realized, holy shit, there's like, like they're the bread and butter of society here. Right. So, and like, I mean, we're, we're recording this in the midst of quarantine and we're seeing now how people at the bottom really hold all the power because the second we were not allowed to spend our money or show up at our jobs, the economy came to a halt. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I believe you've touched on this with me. This came up when I gave you a reading about the past life as like, as a witch who was yeah. like, I like taken from her family. I would love to hear that story. I think you should share it. Um, yeah. How did you yeah. come to know that? And um, yeah, tell us more yeah. about it. So yeah, Jesse did an amazing mind blowing reading for me. So all of these listeners, you should book a reading <laughs> with her. And I, I had, so as I mentioned, I have two small children and I have this, like, I had this incredible, I had postpartum depression and anxiety with both of them. Um, another tangent is how I actually think that most women do. And we need to normalize that you're going through this insane transformation and there's no, and it could be an incredible spiritual transformation, but we just push everyone to go back to normal. I will say that, uh, soapbox for another, another moment, but, um, the, so with both of my kids, I had this really intense, uh, experience of postpartum. Uh, and in particular, I had this real fear. I had this weird, this hang up around my son turning five that like once he turned five, I had lost my opportunity to, to like show up as his mother. And if I didn't get my shit together by the time he was five, then I would like, it would all be over. And I assumed it was because I was, he'd be in school, right? And then it would, that would be different. But I saw a shaman a couple of times uh, and I had this really, really, really powerful past life vision, which at the time I wasn't even like, I don't, I don't know. I've been always been really invested in the now. So I've used, I, for a long time, was like, 
past life stuff, how important is that? Because like we live in the now and I still think that there's, that can be true, but we are bringing all that forward with us. So anyways, I have this vision of myself just being taken away from my children and that I had also lived a life as a healer. In particular, I was a midwife and, um, although I only saw a snippet of it in this, but I, I've, I've since gone into the records and, and done other healing around this. So like the whole story is that I was like a midwife and I was really committed to caring for these women. Uh, and uh, I had got taken away from my, so, and I was healing, working for this woman who was upper class, I was lower class and the baby died. And my intuition told me that I shouldn't, work for her, but I felt like I needed the money and I couldn't say no. And the baby died and I was blamed and I got taken away from my family and my kids. I was a single mother. So when I was taken away, my kids were on their own and I had this. So I didn't see this full. I saw snippets of this when I saw the shaman. And then I went and did, um, like went into the records to see, see it more fully. Um, and I told my kids, I had, uh, I told my kids like, I'm going to, I like, I'm, they're kind of come and take me. And as soon as I'm gone, leave out the back door and don't come back. And, um, like, I don't think it ended well, <laughs> right for me. Like that was it. I was dead. Um, but the trauma and the pain and the grief that I carry is not about my death, but it's about leaving my, it's about leaving my children and abandoning my children. So the, the work that Jesse has helped me with as men, as, but as well as other healers, um, is that I have this real fear that by stepping up and sharing the healing that I want to do in this lifetime and like this way I want to serve with the records, I am really afraid that I'm endangering my family by doing so. So that's what I'm unpacking. <laughs> wow. Oh. I think we that all have it. We do. Yeah. And I think that that resonates for a lot of people because we've chosen to try again. Yeah. That like we were by no fault of our own silenced. And so now we're coming back and we're doing it again and you're not going to stop us. Like we were silenced. Yes. Um, Yeah. By no fault of our own. And we're getting an opportunity to come back and do it again and say it again, and we will say it again and again and again, and there's no silencing us. Yeah. 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 My The meditation I'd had recently that revealed that past life to me felt so on point because, you know, I was recently, like past couple months, like doing kind of a deep dive into my South and my North nodes, which we're going to have to do a whole episode on, but- Can't wait for that. Yeah. And so my South node is in Libra. My North node is in Aries. So the basics of that is that they say like your karma is that you were like a people pleaser. You put other people before you, whatever. And then in this lifetime as an Aries North node, I'm supposed to be front and center. I'm supposed to be the star of the show. Like I'm supposed to like be a leader. And for the longest time, like the examples they use when they talk about this all the time is they say like, oh, like, you know, you may have been like, the spouse that supported somebody who was famous or like, you know, you were like the supporting role. And it wasn't until I had that, like, I was so hung up on seeing it from a specific vision where it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I was just like a mother who didn't like, you know, like was caught in like societal programming, whatever. And 
it wasn't until I saw that like past life snippet, like really tapped into it where I realized it explained so much. It explained that like I knew as like a toddler that I wanted, that I was going to be famous. Like I knew as a child, I was going to be famous. And I also like have always had this like desperate need for children and second, like secondly, and not as importantly, like marriage. And I think it's because like in that lifetime, I had to like, I I felt like I had to sacrifice that for my healing. And so now it's like, I'm one at all. Yeah. Can you remind me your North node is in your fifth house? I can't remember. I'm going to have to look up my chart. Um, my North node. Um, let me go to, can you, can you, since I'm an astrology noob, can you break down like I'll, I know my North node is also in Taurus, but I have, I have no idea what that means. So your, your nodes are kind of your car, they call it the karmic axis. Mm-hmm. So your South node is where you're coming from and your North node is where you're going. You can think of it like an arrow. Mm-hmm. And so in our South node is comfort. It's a place that we go to in this life where, um, we kind of regress a little bit. We're trying to avoid certain lessons that we chose to learn, um, which happens. Cause I mean, like, Shit's difficult, y'all. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, go to comfort. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. I can't fault anyone. But um, your North Node is, uh, it's the lessons that you're choosing to learn. It's a different life. It's actually the opposite of where you just came from um, because it's it's literally, like literally opposite. On it's the literally right, right. opposite. Yeah. So, it, but there's a bit of duality between the signs. Mm-hmm. Um because the north the nodes transit slowly so jesse and i both have aries north node libra south node but because of the houses and this is why i asked that depending on what house it's where um what house it's in that is where you see that energy manifest most and the way you talk about your aries energy is very fifth house so i'm I'm curious if that's what it is um, it looks like it's in the 11th house. Interesting. So the 11th house is Aquarius. Yeah. And remember I have, um, what, which means your South node is actually the fifth house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have backwards. That makes so sense. that's a place of comfort for you. So fifth house is related to Leo, which is that fame being centered, you know, that sort of comfort The great beauty of the nodes is that once you integrate the lessons of your north node Mm -hmm. you get to come back to your south node and do them both at the same time yeah you get the benefits of all of them yes but you have to integrate your north node and the house that it's related Mm -hmm. to so my aries north node is in the fourth house which is related to cancer and home and family and i basically have to build home and family before i can integrate my south node um in the 10th house which is uh, career. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like with me, I'm very much like, um, I've had the, like, I keep waiting for the thing that's like, I'm ready for a baby now. Um, and it's like not happening. And it's like, I don't shame myself for it. It's just not there. No. Well, yeah, and but it's like, like, and I think it's because I'm supposed to like reach my fame and reach, like have my be seen and like be comfortable in the public eye before I can then feel comfortable doing that. Like I've always felt this need, like I have to get my career settled. I have to get like on my right path and I have to feel good about it in order to like have a family. That's like, I've always felt that way. 
Yeah, my mind's basically the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. This is also like the third time that North Node has come up today. So clearly, uh-huh. it's something I need to go research. So yeah. thanks for the primer because I didn't even really know where to begin. Yeah. I'll give you so- a shortcut. If you're a newbie to the North Node, North Node, um, Dara Dubonnet's workshop is great, and it's only twenty one dollars. Yep, it. Dara Dubonnet. Yeah, she's a she's got some good stuff on North Nodes. I I would say that like I already knew a lot, so it wasn't as helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't really know much, it's a great place to start. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks guys. Now I know what I'll be doing this weekend. Yeah. And and <laughs> oh, north yeah. and like the node energy will tie in very very easily to what you do. Yeah, because it's already in like your sun sign. You're feeling good about it. So. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know what's funny? Just on a little astrology tangent. I like feel really connected to my Aries moon. But like I'm always confused about Taurus. I don't know how to describe it. I sometimes I think there's this way that people don't know what to do with Taurus. They're like, I don't know, you like luxury and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And food. Of course. Always food. Yeah. But like like there's a lot of ways that Taurus energy is described that just does not resonate with me. And so I often feel really like disconnected from being a Taurus. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's like other other parts of my chart, I'm like, oh yeah, all of this makes sense. But the Taurus part, I'm just like. And you said your North Node is in Taurus. My North Node is also. That's in why. That's why. Oh damn. Yep. So yeah, as soon as you can integrate those lessons, as soon as you can really lean into what being a Taurus means for you, um, and in the realm of whatever house it's whatever actually. Whatever house it is. Yes. So it, you want to focus that Taurin energy based on that location in the so, you know sphere of your life. Um, as soon as you integrate that, then it'll, it'll click. It'll click. Yeah. I'm going to research this as soon as we hang up. I'm going to go on the record as guessing it has to do with finances. I yeah. I was going to say, I was getting so, a download on luxury for you. Yeah. So you, so the, there might be... Do you want me to take a look? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't mean to hijack the podcast. Like, no, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm very curious myself. It, this is also very generator energy. Like now you're into it and you want to like research it. You can't go to sleep. You need to know. And yeah. I'm like, I do this. I do this. I got to do it. I got to do it. You know, it's very generator <laughs> energy. This is, that's human design right there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I feel like so I I recently had to go through like some blocks on luxury too and you know it's I I feel like the second I unblocked them like money just started showing up I know well yeah I feel a a little bit like you're like my big sister who's like like one grade like 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 you're like like one grade ahead of me you know (laughs) oh my god that's so cute I love that I definitely I I don't see you as a little sister I see you as like uh, like a fellow classmate, like same age. BFF okay, so maybe status. we're the same age, but I feel like okay. you feel like I feel like you just got your period before I did. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I yeah. completely understand now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we also reference periods when you were on my podcast, so I just appreciate All the that. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, which PS guys you should check out? 
Kylie's podcast is fantastic. We'll get, I mean, we'll give you guys, we'll let, Kay, let Kylie, almost did it, almost called you Kaylee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Kylie tell you all about her, about the shit she's got going on, because she's got lots of cool stuff. But this is like, this has been so eye-opening and fascinating to me. Yeah. All of did this I, energy, yeah. Did I like help make, do people feel more clear about the records or more confused? That's always my... Well, I, feel I can't speak for, yeah, I can't speak for literally anybody but myself. And it's very clear. I mean, like that was, yeah. that was a huge okay. moment that I just had earlier. Yeah. So that yeah, is that time. Is cool. yeah. yeah. I, so, um, so I kind of had the ping while we were talking about the records earlier. Um, do you want me to go into the records for your audience and yes. like, share a little message? Please. Yes. I was Please. literally thinking that at the top of the hour and I was like, don't take advantage of her. It'll be fine. Like whatever. Of course. So, so you, yes. we were probably thinking about it the exact same yeah. time. That what are you psychic? Yeah, <laughs> all the time with my son. By the way, that he, I will be thinking about something, and then he will say, if not exactly what I'm saying, like a version of it. Like I was thinking about my brother's wedding, which just had to get postponed because of coronavirus. And as I was thinking about it, my son goes, "What was it like when you and Dad got married?" Like it happens, like a couple times a week and I'm just Aww. like, Oh, Hey, that's cool. That's really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Let me, is there like, I want to give just like a general message for your audience yeah. or is there like a, like a, a particular question or topic that you want, or should we just, well, should we maybe then pull some cards or do we I... want to do the cards as a separate thing? I say we do that for her after. We'll do that at okay. the end. We'll do that at okay. the end. But I, I'm, I think just a general message, you know, like tune okay. into the energy of the collective. All right. And so we are one. Allow me to access the Akashic records of the collective. Allow me to share the wisdom of their soul. Allow me to access the Akashic records of the collective and share with them the wisdom of their soul. The records are now open. The records are open and we are here to share with you. We are here to share a message of love and support and brilliant, brilliant light. You, you who are listening are a valuable, valuable, valuable member of this world. You have so many gifts to offer and you know this and yet you doubt. You know in your heart, you can feel the truth of it in your heart that you are here for important service. And yet you worry that you are not enough. You worry that you must stay small to stay safe. You worry, you worry because it is familiar to worry. And so we ask of you simply to trust that you have a message to deliver and work to share and love to give and love to receive. Do not worry. The gifts that you have to give and the gifts that you ask to receive are more than you should ask or more than you should receive. Do not worry. Look at the world around you. Look not at the framework of things that are man-made, but look at the space in between. Look at the flower that grows through the sidewalk. Look at the water that runs clean. Look at the sky that is bright and crisp and the rain that falls and know that you are a part of that cycle. You are one 
with the energy and the rhythm of the earth. You are not separate. You are not separate. And that is a gift. You hold yourself separate and then feel so tired because you think you are not enough. The only reason you ever think you are not enough is because you are trying to do the work of the world as an individual contributor. You forget, you forget that your true nature is connected to the bigger, bigger, bigger picture. You forget that your true nature is to be at one with the earth and her cycles and her rhythms. And you can draw from the earth for power and strength and stability. And when you ask her for help, you are in fact helping her grow because when you pull energy up into your being and send it back down with love, you create a cycle of its own so that you have a cycle with the earth and in that are part of the bigger cosmic cycle. So we ask of you to take your worries, bundle them up in a tight, tidy little ball and deposit that into the earth Pack the soil over and let Mother Earth transform your worries into your greatest, wildest dream. Because there is nothing that you cannot receive that your heart is calling for. Let go of the fear and trust just for a moment that you are worthy beyond your wildest imagination. Thank you for the wisdom and love. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. Dude, that's like exactly what I think everyone needs to hear right now. Oh, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. But but we'll probably still be relevant when this airs. So I think that um, will never not be relevant. Yeah. 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 That was what's so wild is that I pulled so I pulled a card while you were mm-hmm. channeling as well cuz I wanted to get into that energy and I pulled the reverse two of swords. So I think it's that tension that you kind of tapped into everybody feeling like like what you really said about um or what the record said I guess about um worry being familiar. Mm-hmm. That real, I think that really rings true for a lot of people and it keeps them in a place of being stuck and indecisive about what it, how to move forward and what it is they want to do or need to do. And yeah. I tell, I, this is messaging I give all the time where I say like, you have to be comfortable failing in public because yeah. it's like the, the only thing keeping you back is like that need to be perfect once like have it all put together, but you have yeah. to like be comfortable, like fucking it up. Yeah. And there, and like you said earlier, there are no fuck ups. It's all just like part of the lessons that you got to learn. So like that's, I think that ties exactly into that energy of that tension there. Yeah. And like we worry because it's familiar, but then you can also make something else familiar, right? We, we retreat Mm -hmm. to what is safe. Um, but you, we have an opportunity to make something else safe, right? Yeah. Our our fear 
doesn't serve us beyond the fact that it's been an attempt to keep us safe and like we can just there's just a lot of stuff we can let go of you know that's the journey Mm -hmm. yeah I feel that yeah yeah now I'm like just gonna float on through the rest of the (laughs) yeah I'm gonna be real you look high as fuck like I'm (laughs) I want a hit of that yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It like does. It's just like a warm feeling, like spreads through my heart, and I'm just like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh, I see it, and I I yeah. believe it. So yeah, yeah. It's good for your skin, guys. Learn how to read the Akashic records. It'll be really good for your skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my beauty routine. <laughs> so many benefits. <laughs> Self care, guys. Mm-hmm. Self care. Yeah. 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 Kaylee, do you want to pull any cards? See what we got to marinate on? Absolutely love to pull some cards. Um, And it's funny. So two of swords is an interesting card because that's the one that had jumped out the other day for me. Yeah. Two of swords is big energy right now. Um, So I am pulling from the Pagan Otherworlds deck. I pulled from my Dali deck for for those playing along. (laughs) All right. Might not be very clear, but we have the Eight of Wands. Mm. Which is actually the card for channeling. Carry on. Wow. (laughs) The only tarot card I know. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Because I've actually, I've never, I've never used it that way. So I'm very curious. Well, like the whole message is received part right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely things coming from above and right. Yeah. I guess I had never worked, uh, worked the word channeling into it, but that is, I love that. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Sorry. That's, I didn't mean to yeah. like jump. No, on here. no, this is collaborative. We are co-creating. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know like three tarot cards, so I just got really excited. No, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm glad that I pulled one of them for you. Um, so I typically do three card pulls. So let's see what comes up next. Uh, Queen of Swords. I'll show you. And then. (laughs) Ah, is that Four of Cups? Four of Cups. What's so funny is so I I pulled two more cards like while you were talking because I was like, oh, I'm just going to pull one. And then you're like, I'm going to do three. I was like, oh, I want to do three as well. And I pulled um, the three of cups and then I pulled the knight of cups and they're mm-hmm. both upright. So lots of cups energy here. Yeah. Yeah. Good cups energy, but there's also action and intellect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so here's what I'm taking from this. Um, if we are, I think it's completely fair to read the eight of wands as channeling mm-hmm. and the messages we're receiving and it's it's the action of it so it's it's both um what is sending messages and who who is receiving the messages right so there's there's sort of um push and pull between that and following it with the queen of swords is very um judicious about sharing 
the information, everything about Swartz is intellect and um, very airy. Um, and so verbalizing. So she decides where those resources go. Um, and with our Four of Cups following that, it's basically like the ability to hear the messages on us, right? Like, so you have the, the three cups there and we're pondering on those three cups and out of the air comes this fourth cup mm -hmm. of, of wisdom and um, knowledge. And that if we are too focused on what we have in front of us, we won't be able to receive Mm, yes what's being yes. given um yes. and so the combination of these three is there's really I feel like pressure but not in like the negative connotation of of like stressful pressure but like the momentum pressure of the queen of swords balancing these messages of the eight of wands with the four of cups on the other side of who she's delivering these messages to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The other thing that I'm thinking of is, um, <clears throat> sometimes I go into the records and I have a question that I like really want an answer to, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, tell me exactly what to do about this thing that I'm stressed out about. And they'll show me my own energy back to me. Like they'll show me how much they're like, we can't even give you an answer because you're holding on so tight. So that if we is, can't even yeah. give you an answer, then how can we give you the thing you're asking for? Like we can't even give you the answer, never mind the thing that you're asking for. So like like create that's like that's what I thought of when you were talking about being too focused on the what's in front of us to and that we're missing the thing that we're being given. Like chill out <laughs> yeah yeah you got to release that tension yeah absolutely but it's funny because like in my spread in this dolly deck like it really kind of looks like like initially it's a blindfolded man holding two swords like upside down and then you've got like three women partying it up with three cups that are overflowing and then the final one is the knight of cups and he's just like kind of a very typical like french like old world French painting of a knight and he's holding up a cup and it what it looks like to me is like literally a transformation through community and co and connection mm. is like really what I'm feeling here it's like you're putting your worries down you're putting your swords down in order to create a little bit more confidence in managing your emotion and the your emotion and your intuition and your creativity and the only way you get to that is through that community. Yeah. The other thing that's wild is just before we came on this recording, um, I, uh, I have a Facebook group for my podcast called Hello Universe Community. And I did a, um, it's the night of, the, of a new moon. So I did a new moon reading, like energy reading. And the whole thing was about transformation through community. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'll like the other things that we're talking about, actually that message that I shared about like 
sending our shit back to the earth like that also came up like it's just a, I it's love just that yeah it's amazing how that. much this yeah it's like you know Kaylee told me about how um like I got some weird energy on my stairs and she was like you gotta sweep them with and then like mop them with like what was it what was the thing oh hide from the floor sweep yeah she was like, you got to mop it and you got to put it in some kind of container and then bury it because that's the only way that no one will like walk over the energy and bring it back or bring it somewhere else. Right. And so it's kind of makes sense. Like exactly what you were saying, of like burying your worries. It's like, you got to mm. bury them in order to transform them and to like feed the earth, but also allow something better to grow in its place. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the beauty of the earth is that it is this wonderful engine of reintegration And, um, it's everything that's put into it is made new again. And, you know, there's, there's difficult things about that, right? Like there are certain, you know, problematic things that are man-made that don't seem to reintegrate with the earth in the way that we would hope. Um, and that really is, something that I think people worry about with their energy. Um, but the truth of, of both of those things is that we don't get to decide how the earth reintegrates because mm. that's its own process. So we can't say, I'm not giving this to you because it's too toxic. That's not up to you. Yeah. 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 It's too toxic for you. So give it to something bigger than you. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. like your toxic shit is not plastic. Like right. it's of you, right? Even if it's not serving you, like it's still like, it's not petroleum or actually petroleum, I guess, but it's not, it's yeah. not, it's, it's still organic, right? It's still, uh, the earth yes. can receive yeah. it rather than like something that is actually wholly man-made. Like what even like, this what I'm trying to say is like, the trauma, the pieces of yourself that you have a hard time loving, the other people in your life love those pieces of you. Why do you think that the earth can't handle them? Oh. It's just, yeah. Yeah. How I apt mean, that it's Earth Day, P.S. Oh, that yes. We're recording this. Recording yeah. on Earth Day, a new moon. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I would love to piggyback on that too and say that this toxicity that we feel like we have, that we feel like we have to hold like poison um, is conditioned. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not toxic like that. It's not like that. So yeah. 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 It's, it's fall. It's just like, it's the patriarchy. (laughs) Like let's get real. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, your true essence is, you know, like that high that Jesse saw when I came out of the records, right? Like that's, that's who you are. Is that like literal divine, infinite love? Everything else is just fucking bullshit, you know? And it's okay. Like that's the other thing that comes through the records all the time is like, don't then judge yourself for judging yourself. Like that's just exhausting, right? Like you're human. You're, you're living this human experience in a world that, you know, is like very heavy it's all okay. Everything you do is okay because everything you do is some version of an attempt to keep you safe. But mm. also like your true essence is so 
absurdly powerful. Like we, even like, even those of us, even when we're like crones and we've been doing this shit for like <laughs> decades and decades, mm. like we still won't actually even, I feel like begin to understand how powerful we are. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that big time. We're all witches. Yeah. Yeah. We're all magical as fuck. Yes. Magical mm-hmm. as fuck. <laughs> so, so Kylie, tell everybody what kind of good, good stuff you got going on and where they can find you and um, yeah. yeah, come hang out with you. Yeah. So if you would like a reading, like I said, the primary way that I do reading people is that we take limiting beliefs into the records and help dissolve them. So if that speaks to you, you can um, book a reading on my website, akashagrace.org. Um, and even if you don't have a ton of clarity on what limiting belief you might want to come in, like just show up. I will do, we'll, we'll have like a, we do like a mini intuitive coaching session before we even go into the records. So to help you get some clarity on what we're bringing into the records. Um, so, uh, akashagrace.org, uh, for a long time, everyone thought my name was Grace. (laughs) Um, that's also my Instagram handle, akashic, uh, Grace, although I'll be totally honest, I'm on Facebook a lot more than Instagram. And so the best place to find me is my Facebook community, which is the Hello Universe community. And I do weekly, um, like intuitive readings and energy readings. And, uh, my co-host shares lots of really wonderful stuff about meditation um, uh, cause she's a meditation coach and people share all sorts of wonderful stuff in between. So those are the best places to find me. And they're super fun. I love their podcast. I was on it. So it's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of poop jokes. Uh, cause that's my life. So there's that's a right. reason we did have a whole discussion yeah. about. <laughs> it came up like three times i mean yeah. i will say it was mostly eva i was um, gonna say yeah but that's how i knew i was in the right place <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's people often in the first like five minutes are like can i swear on this i didn't even bother to ask you guys because i know jesse so i i knew yeah. it was okay. <laughs> swear a lot right? yeah <laughs> swear a lot <laughs> Awesome. That is so great. I'm so glad that you came on to give us like so much clarity on oh what the gosh. Akashic records were. Now we are no longer the Jon Snows of the no. Akashic records. We feel, I feel super empowered about it. I'm probably going to like look into this. I think it's cool. Very yeah. Oh, cool. that's the other thing I should say. I didn't actually underscore this enough. So one final thing I will say is that the number one message that comes through in the records is that like, you know everything and that you can trust your own inner knowing. And so any, any Akashic Records reader that you listen to will be like, you can do this. You can read them on your own. Like, like you can hire people to give you readings. I do. I still do that. But also like you can access your own records. Your experience will be unique, but there is nothing keeping you from that. Um, and they're like, in that way, they're like the most democratic thing ever, which I just love. So mm. um, if, if it, and if it speaks to you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, I want to know how to do that. That is your soul telling you that you can do it. So yes. you know, go watch I a YouTube it. video or Hell read yes. Lindhouse book or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Oh, hell Yeah. Well, guys, we're so glad. We're so glad that we got to share this episode with you. Uh, please go rate and review us because that helps us get us into more people's ears. And if you want to comment or you have questions for Kylie, Kaylee, or me, 
Um, <laughs> you can come find us. We're on Instagram at Millennial Mystics. We've got a website, millennialmysticspodcast.com. And yeah, we're like all over the place. You can come find us anywhere. And we have an email now, which is a uh, witch please at millennialmysticspodcast.com. So come tell us everything. If you've got any tips, if you're an Akashic Records reader and you want to share them with us, or if you have questions, hit us or guest recommendations. We'll take anything except your dick pics. We don't want that. <laughs> Unless you ask first. Ask first at least, okay? Yeah, that's the least you can do. And then you, then maybe, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, have a great day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and we will be back soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Jack Da Silva for our dope-ass intro music, Lindsay Allman for our transcendent logo and cover art, and Hope Clinton for her superb audio editing. Tune in every Friday for the latest episode, and don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.